Welcome back for week three of our look through some video studies that go along with the book, Putting It Together Again When It's All Falling Apart. Uh, you've probably caught on that we're in a construction yard. You probably hear the noise in the background. Actually, we wanted to shoot this out here because it's a reminder of the fact there's a lot of work to rebuilding. And you're in week three of this. That means you're willing to do the work. You didn't just come one week or two weeks. You're really into this now. You're into, into week three. You've been reading this week about how do you really get started in rebuilding? How do you stay motivated in rebuilding is one of the keys we were looking at this week as we talked about appreciation motivating us in the rebuilding. And so the question I want to ask you this week as we start is, how do you stay motivated over the long haul? How, do you, how does this happen in our lives? As you've been reading this week in the book about the power of appreciating others, of thanking God, even as you're rebuilding, you've been thinking about motivation. How do you stay motivated? When you put those things together, thanking God, appreciating others, you have great power for motivation in your life. There's other things that God wants to do in our hearts and lives that keep us motivated. In this study, I'd like to take a look together at what happens when you lose your sense of motivation. You got started, you were motivated, and then all of a sudden, it, it, it goes away. You, you just don't feel motivated anymore. How do you get it back? How do you strengthen it in your life? And I'd like to look to a short book in the Old Testament we don't look at a lot, a book by the name of Haggai. This book is about what to do when you lose your motivation. And I'd like to just walk through uh, the, like the first 15 verses of the first chapter and sort of do a Bible study together of what these verses have to say to us about how to stay motivated. In verse 2 of chapter 1 of Haggai, we read about the fact that they lost their motivation in the rebuilding that God wanted them to do in their time. Haggai 1-2 says, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says, the people are saying the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. So this is obviously about rebuilding the temple. And the people were saying, we, 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 we got to do it someday. We're just not motivated to do it now. The time has not yet come. You see, we don't usually say, I've lost my motivation when we lose our motivation. What we usually say is right here, the time just isn't right. The, the, the time just hasn't come yet. And so because of that, our motivation goes away and we never get back to what God wants to do. Now in verse three, God immediately tells them the problem is that they're putting themselves ahead of God. It's not that it's not the right time, it's a problem with their own heart. So Isaiah, Haggai 1 verses three to four says, then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? So he writes and says, you say it's not time, but uh, you had time to build your own houses. So how come you haven't had time to build my house? They weren't motivated for doing what God wanted them to do. They weren't motivated for putting God first. And the result, Haggai says, of putting themselves first, and we've all experienced this result, was that nothing was working. When you put yourself first, you find that nothing is working in your life. Everything you're trying, it just seems to slip through your fingers like sand. He writes to them about this in verses five to seven. Listen to what he says. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. you you've planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but you're still thirsty. You put on clothes, but you can't keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. So in this, he's giving them this very simple advice. You need to put God first. He says you have success in your life, but it's not working. 
nothing is keeping together, staying together in your life. If you feel that that's happening to you, it's often a reminder to look and say, who am I putting first in my life? Is it me first or is it God first? So Haggai gives him this very simple advice. Begin to put God first. You stay motivated, listen, you stay motivated in the rebuilding by putting God first. Don't put the rebuilding first. That's a mistake a lot of us make. No, you put God first. So Haggai chapter one, verse eight, he says this. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber, and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So here's a question for you. What would God take pleasure in in your life? What do you think you could do that God would be pleased by? What decision could you make? What action could you take that you think God would be pleased by me doing that? It could be financial. God would be pleased if I invested what he's put into my hands in this way. It could be relational. God would be pleased if I treated this relationship in this way. As I say that, what does God bring to your heart? What would bring joy to God? There, there's an amazing difference in motivation that happens when we put God first. Now, there, there's several verses here, but I wanna read to you what happened because it's important in the book of Haggai to understand what happened when they did exactly what God said to do, when they obeyed and began to put God first, all of a sudden, everything changed. So Haggai 1, 12 to 15 says this. Then Zerubbabel, who led in this rebuilding project, then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. And then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and the governor of Judah, and the enthusiasm of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people. And they began rebuilding the house of their God, the Lord of Heaven's armies, on September 21st of the second year of King Darius's reign. So even know the date that they started to do this, that they got motivated again to rebuild. They put God first by obeying him, and all of a sudden, the motivation came back. There are two powerful things that happen when you put God first that changes this sense of, of motivation that we have in our lives. First, you have a renewed sense that God is with you. Haggai says to him, God is with you. When you know that God is with you, you're empowered to do things that you thought you never could do because you know it's not you doing it. It's God who is with you, working with you. If you feel like God is a million miles away from you, of course you're not motivated. Who'd feel motivated when you feel far from God? And guess what? We all feel far from God sometimes. But when you put God first in your life and begin to discover again that God is with you, then the motivation begins to return. And then he says to them again and again that their enthusiasm came back. In fact, the words here are, they, he sparked the enthusiasm. Who wouldn't want that for our enthusiasm to be sparked? We think, I could do it if I just had the enthusiasm. You know, the word enthusiasm means in theos, in God. So when you know that God is with you, then the enthusiasm gets sparked and God gives you strength that you never had before. It's amazing the ways that we try to spark our enthusiasm apart from God when the word means in God. The only way that your enthusiasm is gonna come back is by thinking, God, what's the one thing you want me to do? And you start there. What's the one thing that would be pleasing to you in my life? And you start there. When you start with obedience, when you put God first, 
God will often return your motivation much more quickly than you thought it could be. Now, there's one final verse I want to share with you from Haggai. It's from the next chapter, chapter 2, verse 19. It talks about God's promise and how it works in our lives. Because I want to remind you that it doesn't always happen as quickly as you want, even though God is working as certainly as we know we can trust him. So Haggai 2.19 says, I am giving you a promise now while the seed is still in the barn. You've not yet harvested your grain, and your grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, and olive trees have not yet produced their crops. But from this day onward, I will bless you. That's my prayer for you, is that you will know that even though the seed's still in the barn, you haven't seen anything start to happen yet in that relationship or in your finances or in your business or in whatever needs to be rebuilt in your life. You haven't seen it start yet. Even though the seed's still in the barn, you will know that God is working. That seed's gonna get planted. That seed's gonna grow. God's gonna bring a harvest, a crop, an abundance. I pray that you'll know that God will, from this day onward, bless you. When you know that, you're gonna stay motivated because you're hanging on to him. You're not hanging on to the circumstance, you're hanging on to him. Now, I wanna remind you as you talk in your group the next few minutes about the power of appreciation, you're talking about one of the things that keeps you motivated. Obeying God, trusting in God, that keeps you motivated. Appreciating others, recognizing the fact that God's put other people into your life, that keeps you motivated. Appreciating God, thanking him, gratitude, that keeps you motivated. So as you obey God, listen to him, God will keep you motivated for the long haul. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that the motivation is not somehow in us, but it's in you, who you are, what you've done, how you want to work in our lives. So we ask ourselves that question once more. What is the thing that would please you? What is the thing that I need to do to obey you? Because God, that thing you've put into my heart, you've put it there because you love me, because you want to do something great in my life. So help me to listen, help me to share it with others, help me to look to you for strength. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen.